misinterpret um, Genesis 6 as if the angels of God were uh, coming down and uh, copulating with the daughters of men. Wrong. It is the assailants of Cain that are literally assaulting and taking the descendants of the substitutionary son, Seth. So that's what it's talking about, assailants. But when you look at this in verse 5, 6, 5, God institutes a very harsh judgment in sending a flood. And why does he do that? Is he got to get rid of the devil? Is he got to get rid of that old dragon? Is he got to get rid of that old serpent? Is he got to get rid of the devil? No! God saw the wickedness of man. Not the wickedness of anything else. Man was wicked. And, they, and he thought, he had learned from the days of Cain, that the way to become prosperous and prominent and rule the earth was to kill and take whatever you wanted. That's why the descendants of Seth were under attack. Look at it now. And the wickedness of man was great. God saw it. And that every imagination of the thoughts of the man's heart was only, look at it now, evil continuously. That's when you become a fearful person instead of a wonderful person. You're a fearful individual without God. There's no limit to the evil that you can do, but there's no limit to the good that can be done through you when you're born again through Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen to that. And evil continually, and it repented the Lord that he had made, not the devil, but man. Man. Man had become, again, this frightful, uh, uh, fearful, wicked, evil from his heart. Every imagination he had was only about killing, destroying, taking, raping, pillaging, and seizing for him selfishness, not a servant, and repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved God at his heart. God was grieved in his heart. It's amazing. God said, man, it really hurts me that I see what man has done, and the Lord said, I will destroy man. God thought at that time to resolve his creation He's going to destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and creeping things and fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. First person to repent in the Bible is God. Not man. God. God repents first. But a man named Noah finds grace in his sight. And if you'll jump up to verse 11. We're talking about the emphasis, not so much this story, that the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. Violence. This violence is a problem and a misunderstanding to the Pentecostal church to this day because the Bible says, For the law and the prophets were until John, but now uh, under the siege of Rome, the violence continue to take things by force. The church does not is not motivated under the spirit of violence. We do not use violence to take things by force. It is the Antichrist that blesses himself in the God of forces, not the church. We are not like the kingdoms of this world. We are not like the empires of this world. We don't use violence or force. We use love and grace and forgiveness, mercy and kindness. These are the weapons of our warfare. We are not a violent people. So again, that is a parallel that the kingdom of God has arrived from the days of John the Baptist, which means now everything has shifted, everything has pivoted, but Rome at that time continued to be the violent empire that literally worked and controlled by force 
But as Jesus stood before Pontius Pilate, he said, my kingdom doesn't operate like yours. My kingdom does not use force and violence and shields and and helmets and swords, and we don't fight like you. We use the grace of love and forgiveness, and we cover one another because all of us realize from the schoolmaster that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. You get your self-righteous pants on and think, oh, my brother has fallen into a sin. I would never do that. Yes, you would. And it's only the grace of God that you haven't. So again, please let us be of the grace of God. But violence is never the means of the church. Force is never the means of the church. That is the means of the world and the Antichrist. That's how sinners handle things. By being overly assertive and ugly and forceful and hateful and violent and threatening violence. This was the spirit of Cain. This was the spirit of those that seemed like uh, giants in the earth because they would use their brute force to assault all the kinder generations of Seth and they would come in and rob their daughters and breed with them only to make their clan and their following more clandestine, even larger. And they wouldn't come in if Joel and Beth had five daughters. They wouldn't come in and say, uh, well, uh, my five sons are the descendants of Seth. We were just thinking that our five sons would uh, date your five daughters. What do you think about that, Joel? They wouldn't ask him. They'd kill Joel, rape Beth, and they'd take his five daughters, and they'd go rape them, and they'd use them for breeding women. That's what the assault was. They were operating in violence, and the earth was corrupt, filled with violence. I hope you get it. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh, all man had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. I will use the earth to be their destruction. I'll destroy them with the earth, them and the earth with it, in other words. But God redeems that. Let's just don't leave you right there. Because everyone will say, see, that just proves God's going to end the world. Hush, hush, hush. Finish reading. Make my day and finish reading. And you'll find by the time that Noah builds an altar after the flood, after the hundred days of rain, after he offers of the seven animals that he took of each kind to offer an offering to the Lord in Genesis 8, 20. And Noah built an ark unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every fowl and burnt and, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. These were the animals that not just two, but he took seven of each because he was going to make an offering, seven of each. Very important, very important. Now look at this. They've come through the flood. All has been destroyed. And if you go on and read about Noah... He becomes as corrupt and just as bad in his remaining 300 years, 300, 350 years, as those God destroyed before the flood. He too falls by way of corruption. Amen, Mr. Kello. But at this time, he makes an offering to the Lord. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said, in his heart, now he was grieved in his heart, in chapter 6, when he saw the corruption and the violence and the hatred of man and the imaginations that were only evil. Man was that way. Not the devil, not a serpent, not an old dragon, not the Leviathan. Man was being fearful. Now God says again in his heart, God was grieved in his heart in chapter 6. Now God says in his heart again, why? Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? What's really in your heart will come out. The abundance of the heart, which means I love you. The, from the abundance of the heart, I love Brother Curtis. And I, I'm thinking about loving Super Dave. No, I love Super Dave. 
and I love the prophet Joel. These are my brothers. They're, they're blessed men. I, blo- I love uh, young man Alex. He's out there making it happen. Uh, and he speaks in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart, of man's heart. This all goes back to what Jesus pointed out in Matthew 15 and Mark 7. I hope you hear it. I'm connecting the dots for you the best I can. And I'm not the best at it. But I'm, this is my attempt. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth up. Neither will I again smite every more, every living thing as I have done. Which means God is not going to destroy the earth with marshmallows, bananas, uh, uh, Oreo cookies, fire. None of that's ever going to happen again. God is in the act of redeeming the earth. The earth was not a sinner. Man was. Man on the earth. Now there's another list. And I was glad to talk with Dr. Pat Hayes today, and he reminded me of this list. And boy, it got juicy. I, my, my lips started watering, and I said, Oh boy, a fresh piece of steak, fresh meat for the house of God. Go to Deuteronomy 18, and Moses also has a list of things that should not be done in the new land of Canaan. And we're going to call these the counterfeit gifts of idolatry. You can juxtaposition these nine things with the nine gifts of the Spirit, and you can find that man has a way through idolatry, uh, a ministry of death, to mimic and act like they have spiritual authority and power. Divination, soothsaying, familiar spirits, all those things are just the evil acts and evil imaginations coming out of the fearful darkness of men and women's hearts. I don't need nobody to read no tarot cards to me. And I don't need to go to Madame Bovary's to have my palm read. Right? Mine's got seven stitches in it right here where I got cut. Don't know what that means. I think I know what it means. Uh, Be careful around sharp knives. That's what I learned because they'll cut you. Anyway, if you'll read with me in Deuteronomy 18, another list. And I'm giving you a real sermon here if you're listening. You can juxtaposition these nine counterfeits compared to the nine genuine gifts of the Spirit and see where they are only fraud, imposters, soothsayers, acting like they have a gift of divination, which they do not, and mimicking what the real true God can do. So, he said in Deuteronomy 18, verse 9, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations that don't have God, don't know God, And they don't have spiritual gifts without God. There is no spirituality outside of God. God is the one and only true spirit you can walk in. There aren't 18,000 other spirits you can choose from. There is God and nothing else. There is God in the evil imaginations of dark, fearful, evil people who are animating their evil and showing the evil that they're willing to live in, and when they animate that doing of evil, they are devilish. Not because they're full of Jesus, because they are not full of God, and they won't repent of their ways, and they are left to the dark evil that lives in the heart. Are y'all with me today? Just a person, just flesh. This old beating heart right here has that capability. But I also have the capability to be born again. I also have the capability to be blood washed. I have the capability to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I have the capability of being obedient to God. I have the capability of walking with God and knowing that He is my advocate. And if I sin, not when, if 
I have an advocate, I have a defense attorney, and he is on retainer through the substance of my faith, the measure of faith he dealt to me. And he's fully paid, and he's ready to represent me in the fault. He's ready, he's just and holy to forgive me of my sins when I confess to him. When judges want to throw me away and cast me away into their idea of hell, then Jesus says, no, I've redeemed him. He has redemption. He has the power of my blood. And I still represent Kevin. I represent my son. Somebody say amen. Leon, lift your hand and say, he still represents me. Say it. Say it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. So, verse 10, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Don't offer your children in fire sacrifices, or that uses divination, which is nothing but someone mimicking one of your ancestors through their own animated way of trying to make you think they got in touch with the dead. Liars are they. Liars. Don't get around them. All the tricks and things that they try to pull on you and all the things that your mind can think you know, that's, that's how people become sociopath. A psychopath was born that way. A sociopath was educated in his evil. The, the society taught them to be evil. They learned evil from their society. And they had the capacity and they took it in and made it their lifestyle. Amen, Brother Kello. Amen. Or he that uses divination or observes the times. Or, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer. Oh, oh my goodness, a charmer. i got to be careful there. I've fallen into that one. I've tried to be charming to get my way. Have any of you ever been a charmer? I can't do that anymore. <laughs> That's a wrong motive. You can't be a charmer. You should be charming, but you can't be a charmer. Okay, so you got to be careful there. Careful. Careful there. <laughs> oh, a consulter with familiar spirits trying to act like you're in touch with spirits out there, uh, like uh, poltergeist or something like that, coming in to exercise the spirits. Uh, modern movies and TVs, they're, they're supposedly reviving the exorcist again and getting everybody stirred up about uh, demon possession and, and the girl that throws up green vomit and all that stuff. It's just garbage. It's nothing but a fake facade to scare the skin out of you. You have no fear. Trust in the Lord your God. There is one spirit and that is the spirit of God. There are no other spirits but the spirit of God. There's God and nothing else. If you believe in the Bible. Now, if you don't believe in the Bible, uh, you know, it's endless. You can go into all this study and research and what I call garbolage, okay? Not just garbage. It's, it's got the accent. It's, it's from over there in Europe, from France or somewhere, Italy, I don't know. It's garbage. It's, it's beyond garbage. It's just, it's just garbage. Uh, or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, someone who loves to be around the dead, as the man of the tombs and the Gadarenes, who said that his when he was asked what his name was, he said, well, I've got many names. And what they did in the 17th century, in the early part of 1611 of translating the Bible, they capitalized that answer, legion, which meant many, and they turn it into a name as if that's a name, a pronoun, a personal pronoun of a demon. And it is not. He had split off into so many personalities trying to find out who he really was. He was lost in his identity. And Jesus asked him the same question he asked Jacob at the fords of Jabbok when he asked him, what is thy name? How did you get so divided? How are you so lost from your God-given, God-inspired, divine-designed identity? God created him to be wonderful, 
and he had become fearful through being lost and who he was truly created to be. But now there is left unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature that designed you to be who you are in this earth. So it is a recovery of your original true God self. A recovery of your original true God self. Now there's two versions of you. There's the dark sinful version of you, the fearful version. I don't think you want that one. I know I don't. I know that my man in the, in the booth back there, his name is Israel. He came here as a Jacob, but now he's Jacob no more. Thou shalt thou shall no more, there shall be no more Jacob left in you. Thou shalt be called Israel, because as a prince, you have power with God. And because you run the PA board, you also have power with me. But anyway, we, uh, we, we <laughs> how many love him today? Uh, Israel, that is. Not, 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 not the Lord, but him. Yeah, we do love him. We give honor. We give honor for what he does. He and Brother Curtis holding down the fort back there. Not a necromancer either. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord, or mature, or obedient with the Lord thy God. Thou shalt be perfect. And Jesus mimicked that statement in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 48, but that's another sermon. Now, I want you to turn with me into the rebellion of Revelation. And this is where America is now. The sin of America is the rebellion of knowing who Jesus is and denying it and turning it into something else. You will be given over to a reprobate mind. This is where homosexuality, lesbians, all the LGBT, gay, bisexual, intersectionality, garbage and sin comes from. Because left to themselves, they go into the depravity of lustful sin. Amen. And so says Paul, and so says Brother Kello, in the year 2021, it has come to pass again. There's that place, I think it's in Jeremiah, that it's uh, the, the sins of fullness of bread, abundance of idleness. Uh, Scott, can you find that place for me in Jeremiah where it said that America falls under the same constraints and it says in Romans chapter 1 this is the punishment when you rebel against the revelation of Jesus Christ it is abundance fullness of bread abundance of idolatry three things three things I think it's Jeremiah if you can find that for me but we're going to jump in the book of Romans Chapter 1, verse 18. And if you haven't put your seatbelt on yet, you better get it on for this chapter. Because this one, uh, we've been in smooth waters so far, but there are rapids up ahead. Everybody say rapids up ahead. You better have your life jacket on. You better get buckled down to the rope uh, uh, inside of the, uh, 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 the inner tube float boat that you're in. Because... Uh, uh, white water and rapids are up in, in front of us. Now look at this. For the wrath of God. What is it, Brother Scott? Oh, it's oh, I always get those two. I don't know why, but Ezekiel. So what you're going to do there is go to Ezekiel 16. 16.49. As I told you, we're, we're honored to have a national guest today in our congregation, Sister Deanne Wilson, nationally syndicated, won't be long, from coast to coast, just a tr tremendous Bible scholar, and uh, she helps me find things when I get lost in the Scripture. So we're glad to have you here today. Uh, you know, if I'm part of the debate team, I I'm taking Lynn with me, I'm taking Scott with me, uh, I'm taking some people who flat know that Bible, because my old head gets to firing and my synapses gets to working. And um, 
Uh, I need people to help me find stuff. So back to uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. The wrath of God, which means God's angry, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness of unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Interesting. Because that which may be known of God is revealed in them, manifest to them. For God hath showed it, opened, took the lid off, and showed who he was to them. For the invisible things of God, the Spirit of God, the Father, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, that's you and I, even His eternal power and Godhead, whom Jesus was the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. He was Emmanuel with us, God with us. He was Jesus Literally, God on the face of the earth in a man. Amen. So that they are without excuse. You can't tell me you don't know it. Paul said they knew it then, and God's been revealing it for over 2,000 years. This is the truth of what God came to do. This is what I preach and what I honor. We have one head. One preeminent one, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he is Lord of all to the glory of God the Father. And my knee will bow and my tongue does confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is my Savior, my Redeemer. He is God on the earth. He is the Word made flesh. And that's why God, I feel the anointing. Be careful now, when you decide to criticize me, I was anointed by God. I was anointed by God to say this, not by Kevin. God chose me to this message. I didn't choose the message, God in the message chose me. There are a number of Gentiles that have been called for his name's sake to remind you that if the daily sacrifice we should not be cut off. Hebrews said, By him therefore, to offer the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. By him, by the name of Jesus, the daily sacrifice of giving praise to God through the name of Jesus Christ, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. For which such sacrifices God the Father is well pleased we will not place the abomination of desolation by having a form or a religion and that would deny the power but we welcome spirit and truth worship that you can worship God openly, honestly, truthfully in a liberated way because where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty, hallelujah and God set us free that we may worship Him because the Father seeketh such. And I'm seeking Him, and He's seeking me. So guess what? We're going to get together. I'm seeking God, and He's seeking me. Now it's got a, a reciprocity. I'm seeking God, and He seeks me way more than I seek Him, I must say to God's credit, because He's the faithful God that keepeth covenant to a thousand generations. Amen. Because that, when they're without excuse, verse 21, because, because why? That when they knew God, they knew Jesus was God on the earth. They glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. There it is. Imaginations. And their foolish heart that was filled with light has been darkened. There you are fearful again. You've left the wonderful life from the wonderful counselor who divinely designed you and recovered you back to your original origins of godliness. Now you have twisted and perverted and denied the Holy One and the Just One 
and you kill his message by turning him into something that you can rule over instead of the one who rules over you. Their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of God, which came in the person of Jesus Christ, which hope of glory that I live in. When I see what the Father did in Jesus, I have the same hope of living that glorious life. And he said, Father, I have glorified thee on the earth, and I will glorify thee again. Jesus was the glory of the Father on the face of the earth. He glorified God. And he showed us what it lives like, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it loves like what it forgives like, what it heals like, what it delivers like. What's the message to those that have been lost and overtaken in sin? Life, Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sin. Blessed be the Lord. Perfecting themselves to be wise, they became fools. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible God unto an image made like to corruptible man and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and to creeping things. Things that we were given dominion over in the book of Genesis, in the opening chapters of chapters 1, 2, and 3. Now we have dominion over God, and it is God that has dominion over us. We are the sheep of His pasture. We are, we are the people of God. We didn't make God. God made us. Read Psalm 100. We are His people made in His image, blessed be the Lord. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own darkened hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. What are you saying, Brother Kevin? Oh, we're going to get to it. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. That's why the critical race theory, which is nothing but Marxism, under, under the teaching of Gramsci, uh, the Italian, that they had to lock up. They say that the real weapon against mankind is the church. They want churches to stop. They don't want you to be a free-thinking individual. White, black, red, yellow, it doesn't matter. They don't like the idea of God overtaking the world. But He is going to rule the world whether you like it or not. God's love will win out and all the governess of man and control of people will come to naught. They will die. It doesn't matter how much Bill Gates buys up with his money. He will still die like a man. We change the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this cause... God gave them up unto vile affections. Vile affections. For even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. What would that mean? A woman was made for a man for the ability of coming together and being fruitful and multiplying and replenishing the earth so that they could have children with and by a man. But when women leave their natural cause, it becomes women with women and two women have never created a baby. Two men will never create a baby. You can listen to these nutty-fied idiots that tell you that a man can get pregnant and you have lost your mind. There is no truth to it. Even the people that are saying this, it took a man and a woman to make them and they're just perverted in their ways. They came from a mama and a daddy even if they don't want to admit it. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemingly and receiving in themselves the, the reward or the recompense or for their error which was suitable, worthy, or sufficient. You twist God up and you pervert God and God will rejudge you and turn you over to a reprobate mind well, you will be the biggest pervert on the face of the earth. That's why you should not listen to people, so-called people, newscasters, who are openly and publicly gay, 
homosexuals who live a lie every day of their life, men with men, reprobate minds, liars to the core, and you expect them to tell you the truth of what's going on in your country? Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? They live a lie every day. They are full of lies down to the core that they don't even live the appropriate biology of their gender. And yet you're going to have them tell you what today's news is? Uh, well, I, I, I didn't get born. Uh, uh, I was born at night, but my friend, it wasn't last night. And I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I can spread butter on a piece of bread. And you've, you're a fruit loop. You've lost your mind. These perverts and these perjured persons, these reprobate minds, do not represent the truth. When they speak of a lie, like Jesus said, they speak of their own. They live in the bubble in the world of their lies. Amen. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a rejudged, reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And then comes the list. But jump back to uh, Ezekiel 16.49. We might go back a little bit further than that. Let's go all the way back to 1644. People say, I wish people would still preach the Bible. I am preaching the Bible. I'm reading it to you right out of the Bible. My goodness, man. I don't know anyone that labors more than me to show you this is what it says. I'm trying to rightly divide it as someone who has showed himself approved unto God first. And God first told me I could say this. So you don't get to fire me. You can change the channel, but I'll still be preaching. You can vote with your feet, but I'll still be preaching. Praise God. Listen to it now. Ezekiel 16.44 Behold, everyone that uses Proverbs... Uh, shall use this proverb against thee, saying, As is the mother, so is the daughter. Thou art thy mother's daughter that loatheth her husband and her children. Hmm. Sounds like America. Hmm. Oh, I can't stand being married to my husband. Well, who would you be married to? Sister Hot Pants. If not him, who would it be? You don't even love your own children. And they look like you, act like you, and talk like you. They're your kids. They're not somebody else's. Amen. And thou art uh, the sister of thy sisters, which loathed her husband and their children. Your mother was a Hittite, and your father was an Amorite. And thy elder sister, uh, and thy elder sister is is Samaria. She and her daughters that dwell at thy left hand, and thy younger sister that dwell at thy right hand is Sodom. And her, and her daughters. Sodom. Mm. Uh-oh. We know what goes on down in Sodom. Where unrestrained lust and lasciviousness and sex acts happen constantly. Yet hast thou not walked after their ways nor done after their abominations. But as if that was a very little thing. Thou was corrupted more than, they, than, uh, than in all thy ways. More than they in all thy ways. In other words, Sodom was sinful, and you've done even worse than them. As I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom thy sister hath not done, she nor her daughters, as thou hast done, thou and thy daughters. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. Of course, you can't find any of that in this proud group that's got to have gay day and pride day and and homosexual day, and lesbian day, to get out there and do all types of unclean and nasty things in the street, as if uh, America wanted to see that. you got to shove your iniquity down our throat, and that is not God's way. Pride, fullness of bread, 
abundance of idleness, nothing to do. Well, I've got nothing to do. I've got nothing to do. That's because you're not awake. Awake and sin not. Awake and sin not. If you awake and realize that now it's high time, because now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. If you are really awake in the Spirit of God, you'll find there's not enough hours in the day to get the message out to warn all the people that are running to their own destruction. Abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they were haughty. And what goes before haughtiness but a fall? Haughtiness. Haughtiness goes before a fall. Being so haughty and committed abomination before me, therefore I took them away as I saw good. Neither has Samaria committed half of thy sins, but thou hast multiplied thine abominations more than they, and hast justified thy sisters in all the abominations which she hast done. Thou also, which hast judged thy sisters, bear thine own shame before thy sins, Thou hast committed more abominable than they. They are more righteous than thou. Yea, be thou confounded also, and bear thy shame, in that thou hast justified thy sisters. Now listen to this. He said, you're worse than any other generation, and you still can't get enough of it. Now let's go back to Romans 1 and see if that's not what Paul said. I think he's drawing from this chapter when he writes this. And it is another list of sins that people take pleasure in doing them. They willfully commit these sins. They're not falling into a sin. It is their will to live in this rebellion. Now, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Verse 29, being filled... When you're given over to a reprobate mind by God because you reject the revelation of God and who Jesus Christ was on the face of the earth, the only way to heaven, the way, the truth, and the life, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness. And there's your code word for racism with the name of the color of skin. Next time you get a blood transfusion, Tell me if the blood pack tells you the color of the skin that that blood came out of. It does not. Because it does not matter. He made of all men, of one nation, under the face of God, of one blood. We need to get back to stop claiming color and start claiming our real race. And that's the human race, no matter how much melanin you have in your skin tone. God determined how much melanin I had. And if God gave you more and gave you a darker color, blessed be the name of the Lord. God gave me less, blessed be the name of the Lord. We are all part of the human race. Ugh. Maliciousness, full of envy. These are the guys that report to you on CNN. These are the guys that talk to you and give you your news if you listen to MSNBC if you're foolish enough to listen to the homosexuals and the lesbians that tell lies constantly. It's not a big thing for them to lie. They live it every day of their existence. Maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters. Oh my, look at this, haters of God. Oh, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Haters of God. While you live in an open... Uh, homosexual relationship, a man with a man. How sickening is that? God can forgive it, but it is not the way of God. If you're that way, you could have well been turned over to a reprobate mind, and you might be telling the lie, well, God made me this way. Wrong again, wrong again, bro. Again, read your Bible. God made Adam, and out of Adam he made a woman. And out of the Adam and Eve he made uh, Cain and Abel. And they had sinned, and sin procreated the rest of us. Sin brought every one of us into this world with a still spirit. Our spirit was not alive. We were only souls and bodies. 
and we corrupted ourselves and corrupted ourselves. So sin procreated the rest of us. So you were made in sin just like everybody else. You are not special. You have a sin problem. And I have a sin problem and Jesus saved me from it. Sorry, a little strong tonight. That's what you get for drinking coffee before church. Praise God. Praise God. Look at it. Haters of God, despiteful, proud, go out and have gay day, wear things that are absolute. I wouldn't even let my children get in a hundred feet of a weirdo like you wearing such ungodly things. Proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding. That's why he's saying, God made me this way. No, God made Jesus and redeemed the rest of us who were made by sin. That's what happened. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, can't put them anywhere, unmerciful, who knowing, watch this now, here's the motive. If we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of Christ, there remains no more sacrifice for our sins who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Let me tell you something, friend. Uh, you think you can escape this list by cutting down Jesus Christ and cutting down the gospel? It won't work. We are going to rule and reign with Christ, and His love and grace is going to overtake this entire world. His kingdom is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. He's already said that the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord in Christ. Turn with me now, get ready for Revelation chapter 11. Bring it. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm bringing it tonight. Out of weakness, I've been made strong. Out of infirmity, I've been made whole. Out of distress and necessity, I see the light. Once again, isn't it amazing? I can't even tell you. I, I, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get up today. And now here I am, bold as a lion, come in here uh, like a lamb. And now the righteous are as bold as a lion. I, I, I feel as strong as a bear. But I'm not going to eat the calf. I'm going to save the calf. And I'm going to preserve the calf from all you predators. And I thank God I can be... Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Blessed be the Lord. And in the time, Revelation eleven fifteen, get ready. Glory to God. <laughs> and the seventh angel sounded. The seventh angel, the perfecting angel. The angel that we know as Michael and Gabriel. The revelations of Jesus Christ. The seventh angel's talking now. Glory to God. In the time, in chapter 10, he began to, be, began to sound in the days of the seventh angel in Revelation 10, 7. And he said, the mystery of God should be finished. In other words, God is taking the seals entirely off the book. And if you have any sense or spirit about you, you will receive the revelation of who God was and what person he came in and how he went to the cross and died for our sins, being tempted in all points like as we are, and did it without sin, so that we could be saved. He's the Redeemer of the whole world. Everyone past, everyone present, and everyone that ever will be. His blood has the efficacy of salvation for the whole world, and it has not lost its power. It's as powerful today, it's as fresh today, it's as new today, it's as qualifying today as the day it was shed on that place called Calvary, in a place of a skull. God gave us life. God went and died in our place. He did what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. So God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, God condemned sin in the flesh of His Son, Jesus Christ, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Praise God. 
And the seventh angel said, the mystery is finished. I know people that put seals back on the book. But praise God, the Jesus I serve, he took the seals off the book. So we can know him that saved us. And we can know him that redeems us. And we can know him that baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire. I have drank of the cup. And I will continue to drink of the cup. And I'm going to drink all of it because this is the will of God for my life. I dropped my bucket at the well like the woman at the well. And I'm taking the cup of the Lord. And I'm going to drink it and drink all of it. The seventh angel still talking, glory to God. In 11.15, I don't know if you get excited. I get thrilled over the gospel of Jesus Christ. I get a bit, I get a bit motivated. Praise God. And the seventh angel sounded again after he said the mystery of God should be finished. And when did he finish it? When he said it is finished on the cross. And he put an end to our transgressions. And he finished the power of sin. The seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven. I wish you'd raise your hand and say, I'm one of those great voices. Kevin Kello is one of those great voices. Praise God. I'm speaking... Uh, in heaven, on earth, in Him. I'm seated together in a heavenly place right now. I've been called with a heavenly calling. We're in a heavenly atmosphere. And we are sent here to do His work. To occupy until He comes again. And that means as it is in heaven, so let it be done in the earth. Praise God. So I'm one of those heavenly voices. And there were great voices in heaven saying, and I'm going to say it, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And He shall reign. Not Nancy Pelosi. Not, not, not those people up there. Not, not the wicked witch of the West. I wish somebody would throw a cup of water on her. But nevertheless. And He shall reign forever and ever. I don't know if you've watched The Wizard of Oz lately. But she just drive like an old stinking prune. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Killing children aborting children and telling me she's a Catholic. The Catholics don't even receive her. She and Biden will not even uh, be given uh, uh, a communion by the priest because of their sinful policies and their sinful ways. The Catholic Church will not give them communion. It's not because they're obedient to God. It's because they're disobedient to God. And Jesus... According to Ephesians 1.10 and 5.18, he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. And the four and twenty elders, here's what they did when they heard that, which sat before God on their seats, fell on their faces and worshipped God. They worshipped God. They didn't have some form or religion to take the place of worship. They fell on their faces. They got off their seats and they worshipped God. Saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power, and thou hast reigned. He's ruling and reigning right now through you and me. That's, that's how he gets it done. That's how God gets righteousness at the gas company, because you work there, because you're in your business, because you're walking the face of the earth with the nature and the spirit and the character of God inside of you praise God and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged the dead you know the dead in Christ those who are first dead with Christ that on such the second death has no power I died in Christ on the cross I have already been partaken of one death and I will not die again death has been defeated for yours truly in the time of the dead that they should be judged. Bring it that thou shouldest give reward. You die in Christ, you're given reward. You die the second time and you are no more. That thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, yours truly. That's right. I know it's hard to swallow. Uh, a modern day prophet, even people say that they know the Bible. God didn't have any modern day apostles or prophets. Wrong. God didn't cut his own fingers off and trying to hold his hand out to the church. Wake up. He still has all his fingers. All his apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, 
He's got his handmaiden, his prophetess. And by the way, women can be apostles and prophets too. So don't, don't exclude them out. You'll say, I don't know if you believe in women apostles. I said, well, of course I do. So did Paul. Read Romans 16. They can have just as much authority and power as any man on the face of the earth. Stop usurping the women. You're constantly telling the women to stop usurping you. How about you stop usurping the women? What are you afraid of? She's going to out-preach you or out-pray you or out-prophesy you or out-miracle you, you old competitive, egotistical man. Be humble and let God move. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, we're taking names tonight, Pastor Scott. I need your, Joel, I need y'all to protect me on the way out. Anyway, what do you think, Sister Williams? Are we on it tonight? It's tight, but it's right. Listen to it. That they should give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest not, and shouldest destroy them, and, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was open. Amen. Open for business. Praise God. That's the temple right here. Lay your hand on your heart and say, I'm the temple. And it's open for business. The Holy of Holies is accessible. There's a table with shoe bread on it, and the menorah is fully lit. Revelation and bread and the meat in the Holy of Holies. Praise God. And there was seen in his temple the Ark of the Testament. Amen. With the carrier of the word. The carrier of the covenant. Amen. And there was lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. And then the bride appears next in the next chapter. I want you to know God loves you tonight. And that God can save you from any of these things that I pointed out. But I have you know if you rebel against the revelation of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ, you can be turned over to a reprobate mind. You can go out and sin willfully after you've received the knowledge of Christ. And then there remains no more sacrifice for your sin. There's only one that died for you. There's not another path you can crawl up or slime your way up in your slimy, lustful, lying ways. God wants you to repent. He winked at ignorance at one time, but now He commandeth men everywhere to repent. He didn't command the devil to repent. He commanded man to repent because man without God is the most evil thing you'll ever face on this earth. Whatever is happening up there, they can tell you, oh, we saw a, a, a light in the heavens when there's aliens. i tell you what, if you get down to it, that is man in his machinations in one way, shape, or form or another. Man's behind it. He always is. And he's the most fearful thing you'll ever run into. So I want to say that I love you tonight. Our time has come and gone. Please forgive. I know I owe you five minutes, and I'll make it up to you somewhere down the road. Uh, we were five minutes late. We had a little problem with the microphone, but Israel is all on top of it now. And uh, uh, just pray for us. We've got a thumbs up on that. So we're, we're, we're hitting on all cylinders. We, we had a fouling plug, but it's been replaced, and we're, we're, we're running with all, all eight cylinders. We're ready to rock and roll with Jesus. So I love you today. Thank you for your prayers. You can obviously tell I feel better. I preached my way to health again. I preached my way to glory again. Blessed be the Lord. I love you tonight. This is Pastor Kevin Kello. Love all of you. And I, if I come across a little bit harsh, please forgive me. I know I got, I got, uh, but anyway, look up Amos 9, 8 and 2 Thessalonians 1, 9. Amos 9, 8 and, and 1 Thessalonians, I said 2nd. 1 Thessalonians 1.9 God bless you and we love him because he first, despite me, uh, we love him because he first loved us. And it's a miracle. Amen.